Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Parsley, and it is right now high time for your breakthrough. You know, most of us today rely on our phones. <laughs> They're needed for more than just phone calls. They run our lives, reminders, alerts. They all keep us on track, keep us on time, or at least they try to keep me on time. Always running to meetings at the sound of the bell. Well, Moses was also alerted to an urgent, urgent meeting. He left the crowd behind and met with God on Mount Sinai. In the valley below, Aaron, the multitude, had backslidden. They'd begun to worship a second-hand God. It's a dead idol. And many today are bowing down in front of the dead idols as well. What kind of God are you paying for? HBO, Netflix, sports, drama, athletic events. Some will march around and raise their hands in the stadium, but oh, they're quiet and stoic in church. Romans chapter 1, verse 28 has a sobering reminder, and here it is. When the Holy Spirit departs, the people are turned over to a reprobate mind. It is unthinkable what is going on right now in the United States of America. The Spirit is an absolute requirement. God's Holy Spirit. And today, we're going to continue with my message of Pentecostal power for today's culture. It's entitled, The Abdication of the Holy Spirit. Your Bible says, Ephesians 5.18, Be not drunk with wine, where is it excess? But be filled, shout, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter said, if I'm going to preach with resurrection power, I got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul said, if I'm going to have a supernatural ministry, I got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. John said, if I'm going to be effective on the island of Patmos, receiving the vision of Jesus Christ, I better be filled with the Holy Ghost. Prayer meetings in the New Testament church were characterized, and the Holy Spirit filled the place where they were sitting. The Beatitudes announced to us all, being filled with the Holy Spirit is necessary uh, 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 for holy living. I'm tired of making excuses for preachers and saints that ain't. The church ought to demand more. Oh, don't shout me down now. I like what my, my old friend in the pavilions of heaven now, David Wilkerson said, it may not be very revelatory to you, but it was to me, that demons can't swim. They look for dry places. 
they look for dry saints that haven't shed a tear in prayer on their own somewhere in a closet for the last 10 years and have the audacity to get up in front of the people of God. I'm a preacher. How many nights did you not go to bed praying over lost souls? I don't want to hear your prophecy. I don't want to hear your exhortation. I'll get to it in a minute if God will help me. When Moses went to the mountain, I'm going to freak you out right now. When Moses went to that mountain, he is up there meeting with God. The children of Israel have been brought out of Egyptian bondage of 400 years of slavery. Moses said, y'all hold on down here at the bottom of this mountain. I need to go up yonder. There's some preachers that need to go up yonder. There's some saints that ain't that need to go up yonder. And all you can seem to do is get to Netflix. He is up there meeting with God. And like most church folk, they always complaining about their preacher. They got to clamoring among themselves. Well, where's Moses? We're tired of Moses being gone. We need us a God. Aaron was down yonder with the people. You know, there's always some second hand that thinks he ought to be first hand. Well, you got the people now, Aaron. Let's see how you handle it. They came to Aaron and said, we want a God. He said, get those earrings out your ears. I'll melt them down and I will make you a God. That's what is filling the pulpits of America. They got that golden calf. There it is. And Aaron said to them, behold your God. But it was small G-O-D. Even Aaron knew it wasn't capital G-O-D. There's a lot being called Jesus that ain't got anything to do with Jesus. It's not Jesus. It's another spirit. It's a spirit of entertainment. Oh, great God. I said it's a spirit of entertainment. It's a spirit where because we are not filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a void left and a whole lot of room for everything but him. Ooh. <clears throat> Romans 1.28 says, when the Holy Spirit leaves, people are turned over to a reprobate mind. No, 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 no. Don't think about somebody. I told you, don't think about somebody else. Because if you have not felt the convicting power of the Holy Spirit since I started talking to you, you're not right. You're not right. To believe a lie 
and therefore be damned. Most of the people in hell will think they have no right to be there because they believed some pulpit perpetrated lie. There is no hell. Jeremiah 5, 21 said they have ears, but they can't hear. Romans 10, 17 said the just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, not your opinion, sir, not your little cliche with a hook preaching, ma'am, not your little self-help speech, the word. Whew. I want to get back to that vacuum for a minute. Are you all all right? I want to go back to that void. 1 Samuel 16, 14. Let's get real serious. 1 Samuel 16, 14. Now remember, I told you, the Holy Spirit is an absolute requirement. Here, speaking of King Saul, your Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Now, now watch. Watch, because most of you like to black this next part out of your Bible. The Spirit departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. An evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. You want to talk about trouble. King Saul forsook God. He forsook his duty. And believe me, he still wore his kingly crown. He still showed up at church. But he forsook his duty. God in righteous judgment took everything that had been assistance to him through the Spirit. He took his Spirit from him. That Spirit that had given him direction, that spirit that had given him guidance, that spirit that had given him assistance, that spirit that gave him insight, that spirit that kept him encouraged. God took his mercy from him. This was the effect of rejecting the spirit. This became the evidence that God had rejected Saul. When men, churches, denominations, movements, individuals, church members, deacons, singers, ushers, 
When men grieve, quench, deny, excuse, insult, ignore, the Holy Ghost will depart. His Spirit will not always strive with you. And if he's striving with you right now, don't kick against the pricks. Just say, come on, Jesus. Come on, Holy Spirit. Let me have it. I need it. You know, the Holy Feast of Pentecost is right now upon us. The Old Testament Feast of Shavuot. By God's design, three feasts, two at the beginning of the year, one at the end of the year. The two at the beginning of the year in the spring are separated by only 50 days, Pentecost. And it stands alone right in the middle. A season of restoration, a season of freedom, of great deliverance, of overwhelming miracles. And I believe all it takes for you to receive are these simple steps. Number one, release your God-ordained, God-commanded seed. Rejoice in the blessings and then receive your harvest. God waits for one thing, your obedience in response to his command. Today, I want to invite you to join hundreds of thousands of others right now obeying God's command to sow a Pentecost seed. I always sow at least $50 for each member of my family to mark the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. But for you, it may be a seed of $100 or $250. For some, the uncommon seed of $1,000 that always gets heaven's attention because it gets your attention. In the days leading up to Pentecost, it's my prayer that the fire of Pentecost be released every area of your life and into the lives of every person you love. I've studied centuries of Pentecostal anointing, Pentecostal outpouring, and I know miracles are on the way for you. Begin your harvest by sowing your Pentecost seed. Sow it in faith, in obedience to the holy command of God in his word to not appear before him empty-handed at Pentecost. I prepared brand new ministry materials that I know are gonna bless your life. They're gonna build you up in the Holy Spirit. So call now, write to me, or just visit rodparsley.com to sow your Pentecost miracle seed. The Feast of Pentecost is your destiny-shaking appointment with power. Sow your Pentecost seed before June 5th and place yourself in position to receive the seven promised blessings of peace, protection, and prosperity. Sow in multiples of 50 to mark the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. For your double portion seed of $100 or more, our gift to you is Dr. Parsley's two-part video celebrating our rich spiritual heritage, What If There Were No Holy Spirit? Plus, grow in faith and power by reading about the people and events in the new book, 
50 moments of Pentecostal history. For your very special Pentecost seed of $1,000 or more, you'll be one of the first to receive the newly released three-volume Treasury of Pentecost, Truth That Turned the World Upside Down books that are foundational to the Pentecostal power experience. Plus, this exciting new revealing interview, Reflections on Pentecost. Learn how the Spirit of God has moved powerfully in this worldwide ministry in the past 40 years. Your name will also be added to the family of 120 upper room believers in Dr. Parsley's prayer chamber. For a commanded Pentecost offering of any size, you'll receive two vials of anointing oil to anoint your home and family. Please don't delay. Pentecost Sunday is June 5th. Call, text, or log on today. Friend, it's time to release your seed, rejoice in faith, and receive your harvest. prayer was released in your life in a day. tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of so-called Pentecostals are so backslidden they will not allow the Holy Spirit. So they're discontent, they're unsatisfied, they're plotting, they're planning, in secret, they're whispers, they're trembling, they're sleepless, they're peaceless, they're timid, they're fearful, they're thieves. If you don't believe that, look at the offerings. They're burdened, they're worried, they're hateful, they're rude, they're prideful, they're self-willed. They are tormented souls made unfit. Watch me for servanthood much less leadership. They're a burden. Is that what you want to be, a burden? You're a burden. These kinds of dry men and women are burdens. They don't lift loads, they create them. They're a blight and a plight to be around. Why? They're living with an open opportunity for Satan to take them captive whenever he wants to. We got a talk tongue, a learn dance, a memorized shout. 
We've moved tongues to the back of the room in a Bible study somewhere. We've banned manifestations of the Holy Spirit. No gifts, no laying on of hands, no casting out devils. We don't have time for that. We got another crowd that needs to get in. Our singing is like the praise and worship that Moses heard coming from that bunch celebrating that golden calf. And nobody notices. Counseling has replaced deliverance. We've dimmed the lights because we love darkness because our deeds are evil. We've removed doctrine. We've removed biblical truth. We no longer preach the cross, sin, repentance, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, prayer, divine healing, deliverance, the rapture of the church. It's all disappeared and the enemy has breached the walls. Here's what we've got in the church. Once that river dries up, Anything and everything can breach the walls. And it already has. And if you didn't notice when he left, how do you think you'd notice when the Antichrist spirit came? Sin is placated, excused, whitewashed. Not just in the church. You do it too. Attendance is down. The number of churches is down. More churches are dying than are growing. Passion is down. Evangelism is down. Everything is down. And nobody notices. Because after all, we got a pew and we go to that church building and we sing songs and then we pray and then we go home. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Revival when the church gets saved. And then a great awakening. But I'm going to tell you this. It's going to take preaching like this. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the pews are made of satin or two by sixes. It doesn't matter if there's a light show or a 45 watt light bulb hanging down on a cord. If I had my choice, I'd be where God was. You know, there really is nothing benign, nothing stagnant in your life. Everything that comes in through your ear gate, your eye gate is either giving you life or it's destroying life. That indisputable fact is the key to King Saul's downfall. But you, you can avoid it. You know, the holy feast of 
Pentecost is right now upon us. The Old Testament feast of Shavuot. By God's design, three feasts, two at the beginning of the year, one at the end of the year. The two at the beginning of the year in the spring are separated by only 50 days, Pentecost. And it stands alone right in the middle. A season of restoration, a season of freedom, of great deliverance, of overwhelming miracles. And I believe all it takes for you to receive are these simple steps. Number one, release your God-ordained, God-commanded seed. Rejoice in the blessings and then receive your harvest. God waits for one thing, your obedience in response to his command today. I want to invite you to join hundreds of thousands of others right now obeying God's command to sow a Pentecost seed. I always sow at least $50 for each member of my family to mark the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. But for you, it may be a seed of $100 or $250. For some, the uncommon seed of $1,000 that always gets heaven's attention because it gets your attention. In the days leading up to Pentecost, it's my prayer that the fire of Pentecost be released every area of your life and into the lives of every person you love. I've studied centuries of Pentecostal anointing, Pentecostal outpouring, and I know miracles are on the way for you. Begin your harvest by sowing your Pentecost seed. Sow it in faith, in obedience to the holy command of God in his word to not appear before him empty-handed at Pentecost. I prepared brand new ministry materials that I know are gonna bless your life. They're gonna build you up in the Holy Spirit. So call now, write to me, or just visit rodparsley.com to sow your Pentecost miracle seed. The Feast of Pentecost is your destiny-shaking appointment with power. Sow your Pentecost seed before June 5th and place yourself in position to receive the seven promised blessings of peace, protection, and prosperity. Sow in multiples of 50 to mark the 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. For your double portion seed of $100 or more, our gift to you is Dr. Parsley's two-part video celebrating our rich spiritual heritage, What If There Were No Holy Spirit? Plus, grow in faith and power by reading about the people and events in the new book, 50 Moments of Pentecostal History. For your very special Pentecost seed of $1,000 or more, you'll be one of the first to receive the newly released three-volume Treasury of Pentecost, Truth That Turned the World Upside Down books that are foundational to the Pentecostal power experience. Plus, this exciting new revealing interview, Reflections on Pentecost. Learn how the Spirit of God has moved powerfully in this worldwide ministry in the past 40 years. Your name will also be added to the family of 120 upper room believers in Dr. Parsley's prayer chamber. 
for a commanded Pentecost offering of any size, you'll receive two vials of anointing oil to anoint your home and family. Please don't delay. Pentecost Sunday is June 5th. Call, text, or log on today. Friend, it's time to release your seed, rejoice in faith, and receive your harvest. I want to introduce to you the Tasha Cobbs Leonard Scholarship. Somebody give it up! The Tasha Cobbs Leonard Scholarship is a 100% covered scholarship for your first year of tuition. That is such a blessing, and I'm so excited that this will be going to someone well-deserved for this scholarship. 